Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. Hello, Simple Church. My name is Tim Toole. I am the associate pastor, and this week we are starting off a new sermon series called Dangerous Prayers. But along with this this sermon series that we've that we've got starting up. We're also starting up our 21 days of prayer. So for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow morning, we are going to be heavily focused on prayer. And we're going to have an 8 a.m. live session right here on the online campus that you can join in. And one of the pastors is going to lead you through uh, a session of prayer, possibly focused on one of these dangerous prayers. But we would encourage you to participate in this next three weeks uh, in prayer to see how God is going to Uh, transform your relationship with him, your relationship with others, and the opportunities that he presents you to serve uh, the people around you in your 20 square feet, to be the shiny and the community around us. Uh, I hope that you would join us on these 21 days of prayer. But we're going to jump right into the message this morning. So we are looking at dangerous prayers. So I'm going to start off with this question. Do you believe in prayer? How many of you believe in prayer? Pop, pop up a, a little emoji in the chat forum there and, and let me know that you believe in prayer or shoot out an amen that, that you believe in the power of prayer. We all do, don't we? So, so let me ask another question. Uh, how many of you feel that, that your prayer life um, might not seem that powerful? That, that you feel like you could probably pray more consistent, consistently, that you, you probably could pray more often than you should, or, or maybe that you could pray more effectively. You know, we, we know that we can go uh, before the throne of grace, that, that God is moved by our faith, but, but our prayer life, unfortunately, is often haphazard or, or light on faith. Do you feel that way? Why is that? Even though we love God, we, we just don't feel like we're good at praying. Now, some people are really good at it, and we can get intimidated by their professional prayers. It's almost like, like on a scoring system. They're a level 40 when it comes to, to, to praying, and, and that God is even impressed with their prayers. That, that, that Maybe there's this like point system that, that if you throw in a Bible verse into your prayer, you get extra points there. And, and if, if you have a whole bunch of yes lords or dear fathers, that that, that ups your, your, your point system as well. Now, what happens if somebody that you're praying around, they say an amen or a hallelujah? That is like bonus points galore. That, 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 is, that is some serious points when it comes to praying. But, but you, you, you might not feel like you're one of those people. You might feel like that, that you're a pointless prayer person, that instead of a, instead of a prayer warrior, a prayer failure, that, that, that you get kind of bored while praying. And doesn't that mean that God might get bored praying too, that that there's just no points anywhere. When somebody asks you to pray out loud, your hand hand starts to get a little clammy, and you're running through your head, oh no, oh no, what am I going to say, what am I going to say? And you're just like trying to figure out what those words are going to be to to spit out a prayer that might get you like up to a level three prayer warrior person. But, But really, your just head starts spinning out of control. And in your daily prayer life, it just might seem kind of like routine, that you're in a rut, that that the root of it is, is very likely that our prayers are too safe. Much of what we pray is, is kind of like this. Dear Father, please be with us today. Please protect us. Please bless this food. Please let me find a good parking spot. 
Again, instead of being prayer warriors, we're just kind of prayer failures. We, we're, we're just wimpy. We're, we, we, go, we go into the world and we pray instead of being uh, bold in dangerous prayers. And, and you know, my concern for me is that, that I want God to look at these prayers as an insult, that these saved prayers might just be, uh, that, that God looks at me and thinks that that's, that's just wimpy. That's not what I've called you to. That's not what I've equipped you for. So over the, next four, over the next four Sundays, as we work through our 21 days of prayer, we're going to be focusing on dangerous prayers because following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And today's dangerous prayer is the prayer of boldness. We're going to pray, make me bold. That sounds like it could be a dangerous prayer now, doesn't it? Make me bold. Type that out in the text. Say it out loud. Make me bold. Are there butterflies in your stomach right now? <laughs> in danger. It's like, oh, this one might be a little bit intimidating. And, and I hope that it is, but I want to encourage you that in the verses that we're looking at, that this dangerous prayer, this dangerous prayer is one that God desires for us to be praying, and he will use it significantly. So we're going to be looking at Acts 4. We're going to be looking at, at Peter and John. In, in Acts 4, Peter and John were, were, were preaching the gospel. They're preaching the great news of Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross. He was raised from the dead. And, and he's sh they're sharing this all over the place with boldness. And, and in the process, that, that one of the people that they shared this with was a guy that couldn't walk. He couldn't walk for 40 years. They prayed for him, and he was miraculously healed. And now he could walk. But there was a problem. The religious leaders at that time, the priests, the Sadducees, the, camp, the, the captain of the temple guard, they were furious. Peter and John are, are leading this cult, they're thinking to themselves, and, and they arrested them, and they put them in jail. There's a good day for you, right? That, that they're doing something right, and they get put in jail. And the day after, they get brought be, before the Sanhedrin, this Jewish tribal court, and, and they're circled around by, these, by, the, by this court, and they're asked the question, by what authority are you doing these miracles? Whose name are you preaching this message? And Peter says this, let me clearly state to all of you, make no mistake, and to all the people of Israel, that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. This was a bold statement. Peter says, this guy, you killed him. You killed him. God raised him back from the dead. And, and, and when Peter said this to the Sadducees, this, this was like declaring war. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection this was, this was offensive How dare you? to their senses, to their spiritual well-being and all that stuff. But, but because of this boldness, verse 13 says this, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They were amazed by the boldness of regular, unschooled, ordinary men. There was nothing special about these men other than that they walked with Jesus, but they were incredibly bold in Jesus. There is encouragement in this verse for us, for us. Do you feel yourself as a regular, ordinary, unschooled person? Be encouraged because God uses us, the regular, ordinary, unschooled people in amazing ways, especially when dangerous prayers take place. Now, here's the dilemma for the, for, for the Sadducees. They see that the, everybody sees this guy has been healed. There is this massive miracle. He's standing there, walking all the way around. And, 
And what they want to do is they want to stop these guys. They want to stop their movement. They feel threatened, so they threaten back. They tell them, don't preach Jesus or we're going to beat you. We're going to stick you in prison. Odds are we're going to kill you. And just beat the devil out of them. You will physically pay if you continue doing what you're doing. So what do you think John and Peter did in light of all that? Well, they prayed. Did they pray, dear father, keep us safe, protect us. Please let us get home for dinner on time. Allow us to be comfy, safe, and trouble-free. Don't let anything bad happen. That wasn't their prayers. In the, in the threat of pain, imprisonment, and death, they prayed a very specific and very dangerous prayer because they knew following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And this is going to be the prayer that we're going to be praying through this week. This is it. Verse 29. And now, O oh Lord, hear their threats. We know they plan to beat us and kill us if we keep talking about Jesus. O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Make us bold. Give us unshakable spiritual convictions. Show us a spiritual urgency and then the courage to obey, no matter what the cost. And even though it may be painful, even though we might suffer, make me bold to do what you would have me do. And all the religious leaders were amazed by their boldness. So I got a question for you. How amazed are people at your boldness? If you were to say on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, pop up in the chat thread. So what, what number are you? Maybe you're an 8 or a 9 that, that you have been transformed, that there is spiritual fruit flowing out of you. Everyone knows you're a, cons, uh, a committed disciple and follower of Jesus. You serve on ministries. You're in missions. You're speaking the gospel anywhere and everywhere. Um, you are an 8 or 9, maybe even a 10. You are that prayer warrior, level 40, way to go. But maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you're, you're, you're one of these people that's like, well, I'm a Christian, but I just, I just don't talk about it too much. Maybe I'm a two or a three. That, that the people in your life, that there have been people in your life that you've walked with for years, and they find out you're a Christian, like, oh, you're a Christian? I had no clue. I had no idea. Didn't see any real fruit. You know, I thought you were a nice guy, but there was just absolutely no sign that you were a Christian in any form or fashion. Um, that, that there was just nothing, nothing in your life that gave evidence that, that you're a disciple of the one who gave his life for you. Where on the spectrum are you? Where on that scale of 1 to 10 are you? How amazed are people at your, by your boldness? And you may be saying, I'm just not a bold person. You're the bold person. You've got that bold personality, Tim, but, but I don't. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, uh, I'm not designed to be bold. I want to share with you right here and right now that in a biblical sense, boldness is not a personality trait. Boldness is not a personality trait. Normally timid, introverted, uh, hesitant people, they can be bold in the spirit. And, and, and generally outspoken and confident people that, that we may shrink back um, in spirit, spiritual opposition. We had a friend back in, in the last congregation that I was a part of named Dixie Hart. And Dixie Hart was uh, this middle-aged mom who who was fairly timid and, and reserved and, and a really kind, gentle soul, but, but wouldn't say that she was very outspoken or bold in any kind of fashion. And, and she decided to go on a prison ministry trip into a juvenile detention center with uh, Bill Glass. I believe it was with Bill Glass. And me and my worship pastor, Dave Wurgler, we went and Dixie went and Dave and I went in there thinking we are just going to like knock the socks off of everybody. And Dixie, we were just kind of like praying for her. Hopefully she makes it through this alive. Um, 
And when we got there, this is what played out, that, that Dixie had been praying, make me bold. And, and when she got there, uh, the Holy Spirit just bloomed her. It was, it was stunning. Dave and I, we hit walls with most every kid that we spoke to, and we cowered back into the corner back wall just watching what was going on because we, we felt that we had failed. But, but the joy of it all was watching Dixie. Dixie, this, this, this timid woman um, with the love of Christ still in her, was, was seeing that pour out, that she was surrounded by kids. And she was sharing and praying with them and praying for them and sharing the gospel. And, and kids' lives were changed because of what God was doing in Dixie. Her personality was not of boldness. Her personality was not of boldness. Dave and I, we were, were bold as jerks. And, and what ended up happening there is, is that uh, personality traits went by the wayside and the Holy Spirit did what he was supposed to do. And, and he made examples of, of both me and Dave and of Dixie. That, that boldness is not a personality trait. If you're sitting here thinking, boldness is not my thing, boldness is not my personality, um, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's, so let's, let's just get back into, into, into Acts and, and look at what boldness is and how it plays out. Peter and John prayed this prayer. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. After the prayer, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and preached the word, the word boldly. After the prayer. After the, the make us bold prayer, they didn't work up the boldness. They weren't talking themselves into it or, or jumping around to drum up some kind of energy. They prayed, make us bold. And after they prayed, the Holy Spirit made them bold. It is not a personality trait. The boldness is a personality trait, not of us, but of him, but of our Father, but of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that brings the boldness. And if you pray this prayer, if you pray this dangerous prayer, Father, make me bold, you may see opportunities to be bold that you have never seen before. Does that mean that you're going to be going into prison ministry and seeing that play out? Eh, I don't know. Probably not right now. But, but, but if you pray that prayer, that in your 20 square feet, the 20 square feet that you would have it right now, the, the, the people that you're interacting with on, on a regular basis, a daily basis, even with the shutdown, you're still interacting with people. Your opportunity to be bold, to, to be the shiny, is going to happen. The opportunity is going to be there, and you can grasp it. That, that maybe a, a, a step of massive boldness, considering all the situation, could be something small in the grand scheme of things, but, but in your world, in the, op, in, the, in the window that God gives you, could be huge. The Holy Spirit empowers us for these opportunities. He draws us towards the oppor these opportunities. He comforts us and gives us the power to seize those opportunities. And, and man, he's desiring for it big time. He's desiring it for it big time. So how are you called to be bold today? How are you called to be bold today? Not next week, not next year, today. That that this, this, this season that we're in now still gives us these opportunities, that God has something for you. And, and I'm sorry, it might not line up with your strengths. We take these spiritual gifts inventories and we take these 
uh, disk assessments, and we see the strengths, we see our, our traits that are, that are really strong, and, and it's very possible that, that the, the boldness that the Holy Spirit's going to empower you with is in, is in an area that you're just not feeling strong in. And there's so many different ways that, that, that if you're looking at the culture playbook, if we look down the behaviors in the culture playbook, you could look at some of these things and think, well, that's not me. But it is the Holy Spirit, and he can equip you to behave and to respond to the situations around you just like that. And, and they could be just like kind of small opportunities that, 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 that maybe it is just praying for somebody that, that you're, you're, you might feel that I can't pray out loud. I'm not a good prayer. But if today your prayer is, God, make me bold, give me an opportunity, and the opportunity comes up that, that somebody needs prayer, that, 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 you, that you hear it, you hear God saying, this is the moment. This is the opportunity. This is the chance to step up that, that, we, get to, that we get to press pause. Pray, okay, make me bold. Get my mind right. I'm going to do this, not in my own power, but in, but in God's power because the Holy Spirit's given me the chance and then we step up and do it. Maybe today's the day that you pray for someone. Maybe at work this week that, that if something's going on at work that you know just isn't right, that, you, that instead of just staying silent, you speak up and, and you say, hey, this is, this, is, this is what I think should be done. This is the opportunity to, to, to choose the right thing. Maybe the, 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 the being bold is, is you're hanging out and talking with somebody and they're going into BCD. They're blaming, complaining, and defending, and they're just, and they're just venting and, and, and verbal vomit coming out of their mouth. And, and instead of you playing along, that you get to speak up and say, you know what, I think this isn't the right thing to do. I think, I think this is how we should be thinking, that, 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 that maybe you, 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 you ruffle some feathers there, but, but you've got the opportunity to do the right thing to be bold, to step up in his power, to see transformation in a situation around you. You've got those opportunities. Pray for, the, pray for those opportunities and then grasp them as God equips you and presents them to you. Now, Peter and John, they just kept on going. You know, they, they kept on preaching. Over the next chapter, we see that Peter and John keep on preaching. Miracles galore. People are being saved. Thousands of people are being saved. And guess what? Those high priests and religious leaders, they are still ticked off. They're gonna, they're, they're, they're threatening to stop them. They're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna shut them down. They're gonna shut them down. So we're gonna continue on in Acts 5. Acts 5 says this. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. If you were daring enough, to pray the dangerous prayer of God, make me bold. I believe that there are three attributes of boldness that you will see in light of these verses right here. First is this. Boldness almost always triggers spiritual opposition. Peter and John continued to preach Jesus boldly. They didn't stop. They were obedient to the call. They stepped up and they went in the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't even slow down. And there were consequences. Verse 18. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. This is their second time in prison this week. They might be thinking, and you might be thinking on their behalf, so where is God? People in John, Peter and John were serving Jesus, and they experienced clear spiritual opposition. Where is God? I'm serving Jesus, and things aren't going well. You might have those thoughts too at times. Them serving Jesus. Why aren't I being blessed? Why isn't everything perfect in my life? Why aren't things getting better? But serving Jesus is not a formula for everything to be perfect in your life. When being obedient, there is almost always opposition. 
if you pray, make me bold, the Spirit of God will come upon you. And as you stand up in obedience, as you stand up in boldness, you, it will not always go well for you. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to criticize you. They're going to talk bad about you. They're going to make fun of you. There is spiritual opposition to boldness, obe- boldness and obedience. In, in, in my life back when, when I came to Christ, I came to Christ when I was, uh, I don't remember, I was like 28 years old. And we had a close network of friends and, and uh, we, were, we were all jugglers. We were all um, drug users, except for Amy. Amy never was a drug user. Um, but we, we had this community of people. And, and when I came to Christ, uh, things changed in me. Things changed in me. And, and I started uh, being bold in Christ. That, that even early on, when, when the early believers, when you are a young believer, uh, young believers tend to be, oh, I'm taking out the world with Jesus. And, and, and at that point, um, that, I, that's, that's where I was. And in that boldness, um, friends shed away. That, that we stood up for the things that we believe now, that we were making different life choices because this was what was right. And, and not just be kind of like, like slying on, on, on the down low of doing this stuff and making these transitions. We were, we were fairly vocal about it. And, and friendships changed. And, and that, was, that was one of the, the, the impacts of, of our bold obedience, is that things change. That, that uh, when you're boldly obedient, when, when, when you are stepping up and uh, in, in moving along with what the Holy Spirit is challenging you to do, uh, you know, that might mean that you're home alone on Saturday night. That might mean that you're not a part of the popular crowd anymore. That might mean that you, at work you get passed over for a promotion because because you, you spoke up for, for what was right, for what was the right thing. What we're fortunate is in this country, we're, we're probably not going to get physically damaged for being bold in Jesus. That in, that in other, other areas of the world, that being bold for Jesus does still mean that you might be in prison, that you might be hurt, you might be damaged, you might be killed. That, that being a, a Christian in America right now... Um, the, the, the threats are fairly mellow, but, but that still doesn't, that still shouldn't say that uh, we shouldn't be bold and that there still won't be opposition. And listen, if you're, if you're not ready to face opposition for your obedience to God, you're not really ready to be used by God. That, that, that he wants you. He wants you to be bold. He wants you to be obedient. And, and he wants you to understand you're going to face opposition. But it's in him that we can walk through it. It's in him that we can walk through it. Boldness almost always triggers spiritual opposition. The next thing is, boldness often releases God's miracles. When you live with bold faith, you often see the hand of God move miraculously in and around you. So Peter and John are in prison for the second time, and Luke documents the scene like this. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. That is a fascinating verse. The angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates, and brought them out. But it's just a period. It's not an exclamation mark. It's not like, check this out. It's just this. There's no highlights. It's just a statement. Luke didn't make a big deal out of the angel. He wasn't surprised. When you walk in obedience to God, at first you might be surprised by the miracles of God, but, but he ends up showing up. He is faithful. And, and when you pray, make me bold, this is what's going to happen. 
that when you respond boldly, you'll see God show up in amazing ways. How, does, how has God shown up in your life or in the lives of people around you that you take significant steps? So in the case of Dixie Hart, you know, she ended, she, she ended that, that trip and there were people that gave their life to Christ because of the work that God was doing in her. That wasn't her power. That wasn't her skill. She was just an ordinary, average, unschooled person who went in there in the power of the Holy Spirit. If I look at people in our congregation, I can look at Shirley, and Shirley loves this story. So when Shirley came into Growth Track, she came in and she needed somebody holding her hand. She was, uh, bold was not a statement that you would attach to Shirley whatsoever. And even now, boldness, I would say that Shirley would not deem that as one of her characteristic traits. Uh, however, when, when, she, when she responds in the Holy Spirit, when she responds in her gifting, she is bold and God does amazing things through her. At Amy at work, Amy is, Amy is uh, a high on the scale of, of uh, boldness at, at work. And, and through that, God is bringing her people. God is working on people that, that come to her to ask for encouragement, to ask for prayer, to ask for support, uh, that, that, that she has these these really cool opportunities um, that are totally God-given, that are, that are ultimately miracles of, of work being done in the lives of others uh, to, to come to her. And there are stories all over like this. And my prayer is that not only are there stories in your life like this, but, but that there are more coming. That as you step up in boldness, as you step up in obedience, as you, as you shine openly and, and brightly, that the God's miraculous hand is going to be moving in and around you. And you won't be surprised by it. It'll just be opportunities for praise. That boldness, make me bold. Praying the prayer, make me bold. That, that boldness often releases God's miracles. And third, boldness always requires faith. You pray, make me bold, you're going to have to live in faith by ways that, that you might not have in a long time. Peter and John continue to walk in faith despite the promises of suffering that the world guaranteed them. Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately kept, began teaching. The angel said, go and do what got you in prison the last, twice this last week, the thing that, that got you beaten, almost killed, go do that thing. That, that this is what I want you to do. And, and, and their, their R factor process probably went something like this. Press pause. Oh, I'm going to get my mind right. This is what they told me to do. I'm going to trust him. And then they stepped up and they went and did it. That they went and did it. That, that they, that, that, uh, I can't say that I would be too psyched going into a, a, a scenario thinking, okay, so I'm probably going to get beaten again. I'm probably going to get stuck in prison again. I might get killed for the first time and last. That, that this, is, this is not something that I would be totally psyched about. However, with that prayer of make me bold and, and, and having my mind right, focused on, on God and the Holy Spirit that, that is emboldening me to, to step forward out of my comfort zone into the arena that he desires for me to be in, um, I'm going to do that. And again, we go back to the question, so, so what's, the, what's your bold action for today? What is what is the bold thing that, that you're going to do today? Where is it that you need to give beyond what your comfort level is? Where is it that you step beyond your comfort zone? And, and you might have no idea what, what God can set in motion with that single act of bold obedience. 
we had another friend, uh, Jeff Bray, back at this, in our congregation, and his first mission trip was with us. And, and on that first mission trip, the, as we were getting ready to go out, he came up to me and he told me how scared he was. That, and, and it wasn't scared for his life, but he was scared because of uh, this, this, this lack of empathy for, for the people that we're going to see, that, that he was just a college kid. He just wanted to watch football or, and baseball and, and do his college stuff. And, and, but he was, he was taking this step out to go on a mission trip, but had absolutely no clue what was going to happen because he just, just didn't feel a whole lot of anything. And, and after that week in Nicaragua, he, he came up to me and he was in tears and God had transformed his life radically in, in those five days. And, and this, this, this step that, that he stepped out of, of his comfort zone, um, that he stepped out of his, his skill sets or his strengths, uh, that week changed his life. And, and he continued on, on doing other mission trips and, and serving in other countries. But, but, but this process, this, this, this living on faith had, had shipped him away from a focus of what he wanted to do in life. He wanted to be a CSI dude. And he was planning on going to, to college to be a CSI that, that this, this step of faith that he started in this, on this one mission trip uh, has, has turned him into this amazing young man who serves uh, a community of Guatemalans in New Philadelphia, Ohio, where, where he is an intermediary between the families and social services. He is not making a lot of money. He is not living high on the hog. But what he's been given is, is an opportunity to love, encourage, and influence a, a community of people and the relationship with, with others that, that all started from the step of faith like 10 years prior of, of going on a mission trip, even though it wasn't, it wasn't his skill set, it wasn't what he desired to do. That, 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 an, that initial step of stepping out in faith has changed the lives of, of, of probably hundreds of, of Guatemalan kids in, in New Philadelphia and in Guatemala and, and the people that he's serving alongside of. And, and he's, just, he's just a grunt on, 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 the, on the Christian field. He is, he's not a pastor, he's not a preacher, he doesn't have a huge following, but, but he's got this opportunity to, to walk in faith and impact the people around him. And, and, he, and you've got that opportunity too. That the, the step of obedience today, your, your bold prayer and, and stepping up today might might have significant impact on, on your path tomorrow or the week later as, as you continue down that path. And, and your step of, of bold obedience might have an impact on, on the person that you're serving or caring for or, or loving. That, that God is going to take us ordinary, unschooled people and do amazing things through them as we step up and in, into faith. So what does this mean for you? What does this prayer make me bold mean for you. I'm going to say one thing first, that, that when Peter and John, as they stepped up in boldness, as they stepped up in this prayer, the, the, the key there was they had walked with Jesus. They knew Jesus, that they had a relationship with Jesus. And, and for us, that, that involves being in scripture, that that is part of our preparation of, of bold obedience is being in God's word and intentionally looking for those paths of state, those paths of obedience. In our, in, in our, in our Bible studies, as we were doing the weekday uh, mid-morning Bible study through the initial three months of, of coronavirus, uh, we challenged people with the I will statements to, to look at scripture, to read scripture and, and be praying over ultimately what it would be, make me bold, how do I respond? 
How will I respond to what God is showing me here? And we would write out I will statements that, that, uh, that we would be intentionally praying for and looking for the opportunities to step up in faith out of our comfort zone, be used by the Holy Spirit to, 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 to be bold and see life transformation in us and in others, to, to bring the kingdom here, to share the love of Jesus Christ. And, and even though those weekday official Bible studies are, 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 are done for now, um, you can still do this. That as you're in Scripture and you're praying that prayer, make me bold, be looking at Scripture and saying, okay, make me bold. How are you going to make me bold today, Father? That, that in his word, we can see and understand how it is that we are supposed to be obedient. And, 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 and you bring that culture playbook alongside of it as well, that, that our BBO, our beliefs, behaviors, and outcomes are, are all focused on on strong beliefs with specific behaviors that play out in very God-centric, kingdom-oriented results. That there are outcomes that, that, that we see through Scripture that God wants to do in us and through us based on bold prayers, on bold obedience, on Holy, on Holy Spirit-empowered steps of obedience. And we get the opportunity to participate. It is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. So Peter and John, we'll go back to Peter and John. Peter and John, they prayed, make us bold, and they served Jesus faithfully. And I'm going to tell you how their lives worked out. So Peter lived happily ever after. He settled down. He got married. He had two kids. He had a couple acres with a nice garden in the back, and he was able to do some, some farmer's market stuff and make really cool bread. And John, John started a consulting business. He made lots of money. He retired early. He had a vacation home in the mountains. They, it, was, it was awesome for both of us, for both of them. And, and this just goes to show that whenever you're, you're boldly obedient to Jesus, your life gets better, doesn't it? That's not how it played out. Here's what, what really happened to Peter and John. Contemporary historians say this about John, that he was arrested, that he was dipped in boiling oil, that boiling oil was meant to kill him, and it didn't. Uh, and, and then... And then he was, he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, where he spent the rest of his life alone. And then Peter, first century sources tell us that Peter was, was martyred in Rome, that he was going to be crucified traditionally as Jesus was. And just prior, he told them, I am unworthy to die as my Savior died. Can you please crucify me upside down? And they did. And this was their reward for obedience. This was their reward. Life is not always better. Life is not always what we want. Life is not always easy, comfy, and, and totally manageable. When it comes to bold obedience, there's always going to come opposition. If you're facing opposition, you're probably doing it right. The time to worry is when you're not facing opposition. And I'm just going to throw out there that some of you might be thinking, well, the suffering that I'm going through is, is, is spiritual opposition. And and, and I just want to challenge you to, to, to ask this question. Is this spiritual opposition or is this because I'm making foolish choices and, and, and doing wrong stuff and this is, this is the payment that I get for it? Um, not all suffering is spiritual opposition. But if you're serving God, if you're focused on him, if you're being led in the power of the Holy Spirit to be obedient to what it says in his word, you will face spiritual opposition. Boldness always comes with opposition. Boldness often releases God's miracles. He, we, we want to see him move in, through, and, and around us. And this dangerous prayer of make me bold is surely a path in that direction. And boldness is going to take faith. 
it always requires faith that, that this, this bold prayer can launch us into opportunities that can build and strengthen up our faith, that we can get momentum as we grow in our faith, which can, can encourage us to keep on praying that dangerous prayer and grow in our faith even more and more and seeing God do even more and more. How amazed are people by your boldness? How amazed? Today, let people be a little bit more amazed by your boldness. You want to be bold. You want to be shiny. You want to, you want to share the love of Jesus Christ and the transformation that he has had in you. You want others to know this freedom and this grace that is given through Jesus that you have, that you get to share. What would God do in you and what would God do through you if you prayed that bold prayer? So what does that mean for us today? What does, what does that mean? That, that, that we need the boldness to believe that God answers our prayer, that we need the boldness to, to love enough to share someone to church, to share our faith, that, that you've got this, this opportunity to, to fulfill your calling and step out of your comfort zone. I have, I have no idea what it is for you today, but I'm guessing that you do. And, and if you don't, go into his word and into prayer. And if you're not getting answers there, reach out to someone that you trust, that knows you and loves you that is willing to, to share with you and, and challenge you in a step that, that, that might be your next step of boldness. You're not in this alone. We can do this together. But the first thing here is, you got to know Jesus. You got to know Jesus. That if you pray this bold prayer, but it's not, it, it's, it's not grounded in Jesus Christ, if it's not grounded in the power of the Holy Spirit, if it's not grounded in the blessing of, of our Father, then it's just in your strength. It's just in your strength. And, and ultimately, your strength is just not going to get you very far. So this morning, this morning I'm going I'm to offer up a prayer. And, and, that, and that prayer is, is for you to, to, to take that first bold step, to, to take that first step of boldness and, and confessing that Jesus Christ is, is Lord and Savior and that you believe in him and that, and that this is where your path starts, that this is where the, the path of boldness and growth and faith-filled life begins right here. The prayer is the prayer's not magical. It's, it's just a response to, to, to Jesus Christ and what he, what he has done for you and who he is. So I'm going to say this prayer. And, and join along if, if, if that's where you're at, that, that this can be your very, very first bold prayer. So Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jesus Christ. Today, today I offer my life up to you. I, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I call him Lord and Savior. And today I take my first step of boldness and walking in him. Please continue to show me how to do this every day, making me bolder and bolder, filling me with the Holy Spirit to do amazing things, that you do amazing things in me and through me. I say thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If that was you, amen. We are celebrating with you. There's a button here somewhere on the, on, on the online forum that you can say, I, I'm raising my hand since we're not doing this in person. But, but tap the button, raise your hand. Let us celebrate with you. And, and know that, that we want to walk with you on your first step of a new life in boldness. Fill out a connect card, uh, a digital connect card, and we can get you more information on baptisms, on growth track, on, on grow groups, and to, and to figure out how to get you connected. 
And, and that's the same for, for those who have called Jesus as Lord and Savior as well. That, that right, right now you, you might be thinking, I'm a two or three, but, but, but today is my first step to, to being a four or a five. And we want to walk with you too. We totally want to walk with you too. Fill out that connect card and know that we've got these opportunities around you to, to connect in, in community so that we can be connected with each other that will encourage us to be connected with God because he wants us to be connected with him as well. That, that I'm just going to blow through a couple things here real quick that, that we've got going on for you. We've got watch parties. You might be sitting at home alone watching me all by yourself, but know that we've got houses that are meeting on Sunday mornings to, to gather together, to safely congregate and watch the sermon together, to pray with each other, to encourage each other, to fellowship with each other. And just because we're not meeting in a building does not mean that you can't be meeting. And grow groups are starting up here soon too, that, that we've got the opportunity for, for you to participate or lead a, a, a simple church grow group. They can be virtual, they can be in person, they can be a hybrid of both. If you're looking for more information, there's probably somewhere around here that you can hit and, and, that, and that information will come up. But fill out the connect card and we can get you more information on that as well. And then don't forget that there's the 8 a.m. prayer for our 21 days of prayer that, that is gonna be live. You'll have the opportunity to, to, to pray along with us and, and continue on this bold prayer. And hopefully, prayerfully, take new steps to seeing how God is gonna take you out of your comfort zone, empower you with the Holy Spirit, and do amazing things with you. Last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lift up our offering and prayer. Our offering and prayer, you know, we, we might not meeting in the, be meeting in the building right now, but there's still some costs, and we are still supporting ministries in, in our city, in our state, and around the world. And uh, it's, it's been beautiful to, to continue participating in that and seeing new opportunities for us to financially and physically participate with, with missions, ministries, and outreaches around, around all over the place. So I'm going to pray for us right there, and uh, and then I'll probably let you go and have lunch. So Father, I, I thank you for I thank you for our gathering, even though our gathering is not uh, all together at one in in one place. Uh, I, I thank you that you still provide us opportunities to gather, to to hear your word, to worship together, to fellowship together. Uh, Father, I, I lift this offering up to you. I thank you for I thank for, I thank you for how you provide for us, and you give us the opportunity to provide for others. That that uh, I pray that you just continue to show us these opportunities to, to support and reach out uh, to people all over the place in the various ways that you've allowed us. We, get, we give you praise for how you, you let us serve, and I pray that you just keep us focused on the mission. We thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okie doke. This is, this, is, this is the end for, for this message, but it could be the beginning for your bold next steps. I would love to hear, uh, hear about the steps that you're taking. That, that in this coming week, pop up on Facebook, in the Simple Church Facebook thread or, or on our wall and tell us about the things that God is doing in and through you. I would love to hear it. Have a great afternoon, Simple Church.